You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. <laughs> that sounds moderately Christmassy rather than Eastery, doesn't it? It's a bunny with a bell. I I bought you... I got a bunny with a bell. I bought you my friend, Cameron Smith. I give to you this lint chocolate bunny. Never lose your bunny. Which was all I could <laughs> find from the supermarket. That's, you've done pretty well. Four dollars fifty. Bung, ha, what? Four fifty for Four, your lint chocolate bunny for a hundred grams. Oh yeah. yeah. I suppose you're right. Isn't it amazing? You mould something into another shape, you can get a lot more money from it, <laughs> don't you? Hey? Not that Easter or any of these sort of religious holidays is about overt commercialisation, is it, Matt? Perish the thought, Cameron Perish Smith. Perish the thought. Gosh. Um, but uh, this is good. Uh, we're eating chocolate mm. in the studio. Um, what are you guys doing? How's your extended break going? Um, and just a thought, wouldn't it be great if life was like this? If, um, if we had a, uh, what is it? A three day week would be kind of nice. Oh, well, off to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> Whoa, and here's the weekend again. And also, why is um, this not possible? Driving around Melbourne oh, is an absolute. Want to go with that. <laughs> no, it's, it's an yeah. absolute pleasure because no one's out on the roads. No, they're just all me gone. and no one else. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's all kinds of, it, actually, it is. It's, uh, it's all kind of nice. I mean, mm. you might be into the religious observance sort of thing, if that's your gig. Yes. You I know. saw a lot of people flooding Not out. Not there's of, anything wrong with that? No, I saw a lot of people flooding out of churches on my way here today, and I thought, oh, they've had a big day already, I assume. Christus and Este, although I'm probably, I've just been pointed out by my housemate that I'm a little bit early for that because that's orthodox because they work mm. on a, another calendar year for their sky god and, you know. <laughs> no, that's not when I sky god said that the sun was going to be... I can't Nailed keep up. up to a cross. I cannot keep up with the um, the religious observances. Well, see, it's funny. I was never like I wasn't raised uh, with any kind of religious observance. We weren't like churchgoers or anything. Did you so have Sunday school? No, you never did all those myths. I mean, the, the good book. <laughs> you know. So the- I, I find um, you know Christmas to me was always just. Christmas. Easter to me was just... Uh, nothing on TV. Four days off and nothing on TV. Which and was I didn't mind. It was great. Get four days off. But I never really... Like, we never did the, the churchy thing or the family thing or... No. We just treated it like a long weekend. Yeah. And, and it was. It was a bit of a praise Jesus moment there. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, the one thing that I remember about uh, Good Friday, which has completely been changed and subverted, mm-hmm. was the fact that there was absolutely nothing open. Yes. Like, it was just... A dearth of retail opportunity, shall we say. I mean, if you want to go and spend some cash on something, forget it. It's it's also now the only day, I think, that people still get genuinely shocked and surprised that the supermarkets can close. They go, oh, the supermarkets aren't open. My God, what is happening? I'm um, not going to get my detergent today. Yeah, but... Um, but lots of things open. So I was wandering around uh, St Kilda, which is where I live. Yes, your um, home. And lots of, yeah, most businesses, most hospitality businesses, I should say, open and uh, paying their staff, what would it be, two times? Two and a half times for, I don't know, what it is? Uh, well, penalty rates have been reduced. Yes, so probably... Thanks to... Uh, uh, let's, okay, sorry, I'm just, I'm just Mr. Negative today, aren't I? Um, yeah, they're probably being paid less. Let's probably not as good a shift as it used to be. As it used get. to be, all right, mm. we can agree with that. Uh, but yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's lots happening and... And today is a day about rejuvenation, resurrection, and these themes aren't really new in the in uh, human endeavours and the human condition. 
and maybe what we might do is we'll we might have a little look about the origins of that at some yes. stage during the show. Yes, uh, we're going to be having a chat to. A, a correspondent we haven't heard of. We've lost him for a while, but we've we've just found him again. Where have you been? Uh, Matt Skinner. Um, Matt Skinner. How do we describe Matt Skinner? Wine, wine writer, guy. wine guy, mm. wine lover. Yes. Everything to do with wine. So last time we heard from Matt Skinner, I think, was probably, probably 10 years ago, and that was when he... Um, Immigrated to the UK, and he went above and beyond the call of duty. It has to be that's said. true because cause yeah, because of the time difference, we would cross to him in the studios in Victoria Street, and it would be round about between two and three in the morning, something like that. And not only would he wait up and do the cross for us, but he also he called us, so uh, he paid for the phone call. God, which, he was amazing, which at the time was probably significant. But you remember when you had to worry about how much phone calls cost, sort of before mobiles yeah. became completely yeah. ubiquitous? So he was a single guy, you know, running mm. Footloose Fancy Free in, in London. And I think one of the last times he did ring us was for his Bucks turn. Jeez. After his Bucks turn, where he was completely, <laughs> well, as you'd expect for someone on the Bucks turn, uh, maybe not in dumbula like mm. uh, sort of uh, proportions. Mm. But um, he, we could say that he was someone under the weather. Yes. Maybe there might have been a couple of shows that I did in those days, which I think you told me <laughs> off for a long time ago. Uh, but that yeah, was a long time ago. It was a long time, and you said, we'll never speak of this again. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the, the fact was that uh, uh, we're going to have a chat to a different Matt Skinner, a Matt Skinner mm. who now has children, uh, mortgage, you know, all those sort of things that is the experience of older people. But he's having his... Easter Sunday, and we'll find out what he's doing, and maybe have a chat about what's in his glass, what's in his oven. I hope we will because he hasn't texted us back. But anyway, if you're out there, Maddie, we're going to ring you. Hey, what could possibly what go could wrong? possibly go wrong? Mm. Should we fess up and say um, Easter Sunday for us is oh, as, as it always is. It's more of a it's more of a relaxed kind of show, and that's largely because. We can't get people to come in, you're honest. Who wants to get hey, up there? It. Are you, what you want? Yeah, no, I'd love to come on the show. That sounds great. Sure, Damn, man. <laughs> oh, you want me to come in when? On, on Easter Sunday. So, are you, are you crazy? So, hopefully, Maddie answers the phone. We'll see. We will. We will see. Mm. Come on, Maddie. Uh, but yeah, we'll. We've we've just got we've got chocolate eggs to eat. So maybe we'll sort of do the virtual eating of um, cacao confectionery together. Yes. As I, I brought to you the, the finest Easter eggs that one could find on Easter morning at a supermarket. Mm. Jeez, it's a lonely place to be. I was wandering around, you know, Barclay Square, just the shopping centre near here. It's just wandering around there. I wandered past Kmart. So you were all lost in the supermarket. It looked a bit, to yeah. quote the clash. It's bleak. And the, um, it was bleak. And the, the, the bleak house. The shelves where all the Easter eggs probably were oh, in we're the last bit, yes. Oh, it was They're bare. Very bare. Yes. Which it is was, why it was you, like... It was like cyclone chocolate had just yeah. come through. And there were still some people like me, sort of wide-eyed, just clutching at whatever chocolate they could find. Yes. why you got a uh, Lint Gold Bunny. And, but you didn't get what I think is probably the most, um, uh, A, preposterous, mm. B, most outrageous, and C, one of the most disgusting creations in the world, <laughs> which is the chocolate Easter egg. The Cadbury, uh, Cadbury Easter... The Cadbury cream egg. Cream egg. So if you've not, oh. and I couldn't find one, but if you've not oh. had one of these, yeah. If you want to be, if you want to become a diabetic, 
These things, so chocolate egg and then some gooeyness in the centre that is so sweet it'll make your teeth ache. It's just that oh, bad. It's like if you want to sort of become a, have a glucose intolerance or something like that, just have a few of these. God, they're full on. I think we, I, we're wondering whether they've been yeah, I changed or banned or, you know, I, for just being absolutely unhealthy. Now, um, I'm hearing something crazy about the market redevelopment. You know how the historical mm. overlay thing yes. sort of put a kibosh to the... The kerfuffle about the Queen Victoria market. Yes, but um, it's it's going to be okay because... Um, Why is this? Well, there's been plans um, because, well, look, you know, one of the things, we, we need more sport in, in town and inner city sport is a good thing. I'm sure you sure. sort of agree with me on that, right? Okay. Let's spend more money um, on that. And, you know, we've got sporting precincts, which are, you know, established and good, which is uh, mm-hmm. is very, very good indeed. So, you know, uh, MCG, you've got the Square Arena, you've got Rod Laver, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so that's sort of looking at the, the round ball game and yes. the oval ball game. Yes. But what we um, fact found uh, is and has been, well, it's uh, it's gone through. Which um, mm. I think is, is is not a bad thing. It's a little bit strange, but a bold uh, planning decision. Bold planning decision, and uh, the great news is that Polo yes will now be coming to uh, Queen and Victoria Street because what they're going to be doing mm. is um, the area that w- was the parking lot, or well, is for now, but will soon change, is becoming a Polo field. Polo field, yes, in the city. In the city, why not? Which I think is um, a very, very good thing. It'll be good for the sport. And what they're doing is they well, they've got to go under underground, so you'll be able to park yep. underneath. But instead of all that, you know, other stuff that's going to be going. Polo. And you can land your helicopter at Flagstaff Gardens or something similar. Yes, and we can look forward to seeing the reclusive packer come out. (laughs) There he is. Yes. Wow. Uh, For a chucker or two. I like a vigorous chucker. That'll be convenient. It will be convenient having a chucker in the city. Oh, look, I think it's it's a, it's a rather really good the thing. The sporting capital of the world. Yes, now. We don't cover sport often enough on this program. No, we don't. And especially equestrian events. Yes. The, f- the four-legged sport. Pumpy's in the house. Pumpy's in the house. Pumpy's, Pumpy's turned up for Easter Sunday. Looking smick. We might even have an Easter egg mm. for him. Uh, so it is 12-12 on this glorious relaxed time, shall we say. In the city, where uh, where we take time out and and mm. reflect on a lot of things, and you know, as I say, if you if you want to do that, go that way. Yep, um, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought maybe with this could be the ideas uh, that maybe we believe and espouse in. Perhaps can I say I'm speaking for you, Matt? Skinner? Yes, you can. All right, maybe we should roll this and say, here's our little Easter song. This is our little contribution. It's by XTC, and uh, I hope you like it. And there's a small boy who's going to start singing now. Oh, that was hard driving. Mm, yes. yes. Easter Sunday here on 3 RFM. The show you're listening to, of course, is Eat It with uh, me. My name is, um, um, oh, gosh, I, I, just got, I got a letter the other day too. Cameron <laughs> Smith, and you are? I'm Matt Stedman, uh, keeping you company hopefully here on Easter Sunday. You're very laid back. I like the way we... Contrasted yeah. that. That was kind of nice. Yeah. We could go places with this. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, yes, you just listened to, well, how did we describe up uh, Gosh, words fail me. Mm. Uh, 
the anti-religion song by uh, by XTC. Mm-hmm. Quite compelling, really. Yes. <laughs> to be quite honest, it's <laughs> like a... And I was actually reflecting on it and saying, what great production. You know, you've got a little kid singing and then you've got a um, band coming in, well-produced, and yes. then strings and... It doesn't sound like a 30-year-old song, does it? No. 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 Uh, 35, actually, probably now I think about it. Mm. Mm. Well, um, we wanted to do a... Uh, What's that in your mouth? Yes, oh, I, can, I completely got that wrong. I was wrong. going, why are you throwing your <laughs> fingers? Let's try it again. What's, What's that, that in your mouth? mouth? There we go. Uh, just a uh, dissertation about um, what we've seen, either cooking at home or mm. eating around. Uh, Matt said to me as I came through the studio, because we uh, we chat about what we're going to talk about, and you yes. might be uh, pleased to hear. Yes. And he said, you said to me... I've been quite lucky that I've been eating very well this week. You've been out and about. I've been on the town for a few nights. And the first place that you wanted to talk about was uh, a place that used to house Gaslight Records a yes. long, long time ago. In a- Can you settle an argument for me? Oh. Actually, oh, well, let, first of all, we'll tell you the place is now called Fancy Hanks. Indeed it is. So, so Mike Patrick and mm-hmm. Kent... Bell? What's, what's your last name, Kent? I've forgotten. I was just known him as Kent. So you go to where Gaslight was, you yep. go up upstairs, and you'll smell. It's it's an American barbecue place. It's not a place for vegans. It's not. No, there are really no good vegetarian or vegan options there. So, no, no. Uh, just I just wouldn't. Vegetarian? No, you can. You can. Mm. Or pescatarians? You could probably get away. Anyway, whatever. True. It's it's all about barbecue and what it. Uh, and they were, if we look at it, the one of the first to sort of do American style slow cooked barbecue down at the Mercat Cross around the market. Yes. And of course, food trucks and and all that sort of stuff. So yes. they were the pioneers, and uh, they found a great home for their flagship. It's a great say. room. It's a really good room. And the argument I, to, oh. I wanted you to settle for me. When it was Gaslight Records, did Gaslight have an upstairs? If you were a customer, did you troop upstairs at Gaslight or did you not? I can't remember. Because I was trying to think of that room. No, you were downstairs. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were downstairs. So upstairs was, I think, just office space for the record store. But right now... Yeah, it was. It was, it was downstairs. You, you mm. never went upstairs for Gaslight, did you, folks? I didn't think so. I don't think so. Maybe yeah. tweet us to tell us what, because yes. we've got... Uh, We've got a great photo on Twitter that is trending at the moment. I think we've got three likes. Yes. Yes. So good. Anyway, Fancy Hanks. Um, mm. People go there for the uh, obviously the barbecued meat. So we had some brisket and we had some sausages, which were delicious. And the waiter even said to us, not many people order the sausages. Seems a bit strange to me. They're really what? good. But to me... But would you really order a sausage if you go out? I mean... Well, we did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, actually, I, and I was there earlier in the week too and I had some sausage, some boudin blanc. To me, though, the, the thing, the best thing about Fancy Hanks and the meat is amazing. I actually think the sides are even better. And you all, as you said, you went in there and you said, we spied the potato salad. Yes. Which just, is not something that I'd normally say, the aspirational <laughs> potato salad. You went, I want that potato. What was it about the potato salad? That it was it? just really yummy. But it what was the, the look, what had, it, 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 like a siren, it sang to mm. you from, from the island. Yes, as it went out. From the salad bar. Yes. There's no cell bar. No. But, yeah, but, but yeah, what was it about the... Was it... Did, did it have chives in it or it was paprika, it flanked? Paprika. On a paprika. Yes, 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 yes. Smoky paprika probably. Um, and we had... Uh, there's a delicious green salad, um, like a romaine lettuce salad, and the thing that made that just whoa, amazing. Whoa, 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 easy, fella. Mm. Stop it with your American cultural well, imperialism. It's what they call it on the menu. Yeah, but we're in Australia. It's cause. Cause. Thank you. Just cause. Thank you, mate. We had the cos salad. All right, yeah. And what made that amazing was some little toasted pecan nuts, or should I say pecan, 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Pe- pecan, mate. Yeah, just peeing away. Pecan. Uh, no, yeah, it's American. The pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, it's so it's funny when Americans try to show off. Isn't it? Pecan. <laughs> I'm um, so a bone. Yeah, anyway, so it had pecan. Pecan. <laughs> you got me doing it now. Yes. Okay, sorry. No, awesome. Yes. So, so try the side. And the mac and cheese there is to die for. We didn't have it this time around because, I don't know, we're just being a bit carb conscious perhaps. We've already <laughs> had the potato. So I guess to order the potato salad and the mac and cheese, yes, like, you're whoa. pretty much nailing your colours to the mask. You are, you are indeed. I Okay, I've been there and, and actually had, um, what was it, like a mackerel dippy sort of thing. This mm. was so old school. Mm. Oh, my God. It was like... Um, a blob, a, a, a serving of the mackerel, like a, a pate, mm. shall we say, right? Mackerel. Mm-hmm. And then within that, it had like an aioli, right? So there was like a target, yellow, so white, mm. and then uh, sort of off-white for the aioli. But then it had sort of this yellow stuff in the middle of it, so it's like concentric circles going in. Mm. <clears throat> and I couldn't quite work out the flavour. I'm going, whoa, it's sort of citrusy, but it's sort of salty and... Mm, I know it, I know it. You know when you have something on the tip of your tongue and you mm. sort of know what it is? Mm. So I asked the, the guy who was serving, what is that? And they went, preserved lemon. Uh-huh. And it was mighty. It was yeah. really, really good. So, yeah. you know, uh, garlic and then sort of a thing of uh, the salty lemon, which was just kind of good. But the thing that made it really, really kitsch was Jat's crackers to... <laughs> <laughs> But this is what like, I, are you guys taking the piss or what? Yes, they are, and it, and but it works. This is what I like about them because they also they can take um, pretty average ingredients and make them special. So the mac cheese there yes. has a um, cheese all crumb, and you go what? Boo! Yes, but I've, it is I've heard of that so before. good. In fact, I think I might have demonstrated with oh, Mike so Patrick at the Royal Melbourne Show it's so good. doing that very. It's very good. It shouldn't be good, but it's so good. So, and this is something. Here we go. Inspiration for you at home. It's uh, not sort of like, yeah, why the hell are we listening to what you eat around? But mm. maybe some of the things we talk about might inspire you mm. to uh, cook some stuff. So uh, so the gratin, mm. the gratination, mm. if we can gratination, is that an adverb? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, if yeah, a little bit of cheese on top. You can also do with twisties works quite well, uh, but you're there sort of harder to crunch, so you've got to yeah, do it with right. a knife. Um, the other thing I just sort of mentioned. Um, what was in your mouth this week? Well, what's been in my mouth? First of all, um, I have a present for you. Oh yes, I have a jar of stuff which you looked at very suspiciously uh, because it's, it's like, what does it look like? It it doesn't look that appealing. No, it it's kind of like a brown. Brown. Liquid. Yes, if it was yeah. orangey brown. It was the the emoji is. Triangular. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but what that is is um, is a sesame dressing. Yes. <clears throat> and um, I was saying to you that it um, it's usually used as a, a dressing for soba noodles. Yes. Soba noodles, of course, being the buckwheat noodles, which Japanese have cold. It's not a hot noodle. Yes. Uh, great in the middle of summer, but you use it as sort of like a dipping thing. It'll, um, Shimbioshi, Shimbioshi in uh, which lane? Is it Liverpool Lane in the city? Mm-hmm. Great place that make their own soba noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you have is a, a dashi, yes, which is the one of the the, the great um, fundamental building blocks of Japanese cuisine, mm. uh, made from uh, stock made from bonito flakes and kombu. Yes, and it's uh, umami for days. Umami it's for days. Glutamate City. Hello, we've arrived. Your destination, Glutamate City. 
all aboard. Um, yes. And uh, this is a great alternative. Mm. Uh, you get some sober noodles and you just dress it with that. But so the, you, you made this, yeah? So how did, you, how did you whip this up? I made it this morning, actually, just for you. Oh. Yeah, I did. That's a prezi for you. That's a Easter, Easter prezi. Um, first of all, maybe describe it. What do you smell? It smells intense. It like, does. you know how sesame, like if you, sesame oil just blasts away the flavour of any other oil. It's, mm-hmm. it's that really intense sort of sesame. Um, it's almost pungent. It's, it sort of gets right up your nose. It's it, sharp. It is quite sharp. And there's also, so within that mixture is, uh, the, the ground sesame seeds, but also to balance it up are elements that are sour. Yes. And salty. And sweet. And actually, if I'm honest with you, there might be just a touch too much mirin in that. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just we'll take a photo so we can tweet it. Oh, yeah, good idea. So uh, basically what it's all about is um, it's ingredients that most people have in their pantries these days. Um, and the great thing is that you can alter- alternate between a few of them. So mm. it starts off with three good tablespoons of sesame seeds that you stick into a dry frying pan. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a little bit zen. You know, we talk about cooking and losing yourself in the moment of repetition or of doing mm-hmm. is sort of what zen is mm-hmm. to me. Would you agree with yes. that? Yes. That's sort of a good good way to go. But moving the sesame seeds around in the frying pan, and they mm-hmm. and they change, and it's really, really great to be part – oh, God, do I sound like a wanker? Um, it's part of, to be part of that journey. No, but seriously, when you yes, Matt's just Matt just threw back his head and just almost guffawed. But work with me, Matt. Please, yes. okay, thank you. The frying pan warms up. Yes, the sesame seeds start to warm up. Yes, when they first start, they are sort of almost um, not convex, almost. They haven't mm. filled out, but as they heat up, mm. they swell. Mm. They swell up, and that's the first thing you notice. They start to swell. Then they start to get glossy. You mm. see this gloss form over the top of them. Mm-hmm. Shakahari flute playing in background. <laughs> <laughs> then the aroma starts to hit you, and you also yep. see they start to lose some of the oil, so they move in a different mm. way in the frying pan. Mm-hmm. Then, and finally, as you have to watch, and this is something you can't leave them. It's no. not like, wow, the chips. No, they'll burn pretty quick. Sorry, I just moved, <laughs> lost the Zen moment then. But. <laughs> Um, as you, then you move them around and mm. they, and they start to, uh, they start to brown. Yes. Ah. And then when they are just at the perfect moment of brownness, you take them off and then you put them in the mortar and pestle and you crush them up. Yep. And even that is beautiful because there is this sound of the popping of the sesame seeds as you're moving around. Yep. And you let them, let them cool just a, just a little bit. No, no you're right just in, right in, they just go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do it. Okay. And then to, th- so that is your base. Yep. So it's a, it's a paste mm-hmm. of roasted sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. All right. Without all that other stuff. Yes. Thank you, Matt. So to that, you add, uh, two tablespoons of Japanese mayonnaise. Japanese mayonnaise. Yeah. Kewpie. In the okay. Sht, or a good mayonnaise from the jar. Yep. Now you can get Kewpie, I think, from the supermarkets nowadays. You but sure? all of these ingredients, I think you could probably get from the supermarket. All of these ingredients you can now get from the supermarket. So three tablespoons of white sesame seeds. Do you want to write this down, folks? Have you got a pen? Just actually open up a note thing on your phone. That yeah. works because then you can send it to Send someone, an email to yourself. Which I'm just about to send to or you. Text to yourself. In a sec. So three tablespoons white sesame seeds, which you've browned. Two tablespoons of Japanese mayonnaise to then. So that's that. Um, it fills it out, mm. all right, and adds fat to it. Yep. Okay, that's sort of its gig. So now you want to add some acid to it. Mm-hmm. And in this case, what you're doing is you're adding two tablespoons of rice vinegar. 
Have you got rice vinegar? I think I do, yes. I was going to say, fear not if you do not, because mm-hmm. then you could use just white wine vinegar. Uh, I wouldn't use balsamic vinegar. So no. No, it's too sweet. It's to be sweet. Mm. All right. But you may be apple cider vinegar. Anyway, yeah. so vinegar. Yeah. <coughs> Two tablespoons. Now we need some salt to go to counteract all that, mm-hmm. right? And our salt vehicle, of course, is... Uh, soy. Bang. Mm. You're good at this. Hey. Japanese soy sauce, uh, one and a half tablespoons. Not the full two, one and a half. Right. Now we want to add some sweetness underneath it. Mm. So we add to that one teaspoon of sugar... Half a teaspoon of mirin. Fear not if you haven't got any mirin. See, it's all right. Mm. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Don't beat yourself up. You can get it in the supermarket, though. You can get it in the supermarket. And um, half a teaspoon of sesame oil and a pinch of salt, right? And then you smoosh it up. And then you just mix it all up. Uh, you put it in the fridge. That will probably last, oh, look, for a long time. I won't try and make a stupid joke about that. I've tried to make a well, stupid you, you've joke you've given it to me because um, you know I'm about to jump on a plane and go OS. And well, you, this and is you, it. And you are going to the land of the rising sun. This is true for my first ever time. And you said yeah. this will be fine to keep in the fridge. And when you come back. Until I get back. You can either dress sober noodles with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the great discovery that I've made. Mm-hmm. It loves pumpkin. Really? Pumpkin. Butternut. Pumpkin. Roasted butternut pumpkin with a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. So um, that's it. This is um, a recipe. And actually, do you remember Dorje Heavy? Yes. Um, friend, hey. friend of the show. Occasional guest of the show. Yes. Um, that's actually, he gave me that recipe probably yeah. about five years ago. And it's just been living on my phone. And I'd so, you woke up this morning and thought, you woke up an hour early because no, everyone else did. And no, you because got... I made it yesterday and I thought it was so uh, profoundly good uh, that I'd make you an Easter present. Make some more. And do that. So that's um, a better present than my shitty blint bunny, which I know you haven't eaten. <laughs> there he oh goes. God, I tried to break Jeez. his head. Oh, ah, ah, hey, ah, there you go. It's <laughs> its ears have fallen off. Yeah. Uh, oh, good looking chocolate. We might um, get into some uh, chocolate. Yes, and you've uh, you've selected another track to play. Mm. Yes, I have indeed. Um, no, just the fact that it was kind of a good track and yeah. Uh, it might be nice to uh, get this person who sang it on the show at some stage because yeah. we haven't spoken to it for a while. I'm we have a not. A bit of a friend of the show. Uh, anyway, Easter Sunday, it's 12.32 here on Eaters on 3 Triple RFM. Hope the chocolate bunny's been good to you. Yeah, 12.37 here mm. on Easter Sunday. Uh, time for for family and uh, and chocolates. And I'm just admiring uh, now your, your now headless bunny. Yes. It looks, <laughs> it looks a little sad. He was such a proud, cheap lint bunny until <laughs> you smooshed his head. Smooshed a head and mm. the ears are just lying around akimbo. Um, <laughs> it is 12.37 here on 3 Triple R as we say. It's, um, it's Easter weekend. It's the time of... Uh, Oh, I don't know, either dad going, we're making good time <laughs> as, we, as you race around the place. Or it's about uh, family and home. And, and the great thing is we found uh, an old buddy of the show, Matt mm. Skinner. A very, very good afternoon. You're at home. I am at home. Good afternoon, guys. Happy Easter to you both. Jeez, wow, that is it's, weird I, to hear your voice. Oh, I know. That is instant you know nostalgia. I'll tell you what's weird. It's weird to talk to you uh, sober, Ken, <laughs> on the radio. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, there's first time for everything, buddy. There's a first time for everything. Yeah. Uh, we grow Thank up, we grow up, and we yeah. change. We, yeah, for the better. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well, look, look, we we hope so. But um, your 
uh, at home, um, somewhere. I in am. A, I'm like, madly, madly um, preparing lunch for uh, for the family this afternoon. That we've got. Um, well, they're all arriving now as we speak. Oh, so, great! You're uh, going. Look, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't talk. I'm on the radio at the moment. No, so that's 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 right. Make but, yourself uh, your own drink. It's normal. I've poured myself a drink. That's a that's a, a necessity, um, and it's sort of the first thing I think you do. What's the, and what's the first the drink kitchen. you've done? First drink is um, is uh, from the Yarra Valley, and it's a glass of Chardonnay, which has come from from um, Wickham Road, which is made by Anthony Diana from Hoddles Creek. Yes, and I've been um, I've been cooking that. I've got a. a my mother-in-law is a, a real estate agent. This, trust me, this will get back to the wine in a minute. But my yes. mother-in-law is a real estate agent. I don't know what happened, but some there was a transaction that happened perhaps with a property. And in some part of that transaction, there was a shoulder of pork that found its way into my freezer. <laughs> really? And, yeah, I know. It's, it's wow. weird. But anyway, okay. it's a good transaction, I think, if, if a piece of pork ends up in, in your freezer. Yes. So... Given that it's uh, it's Easter Sunday, I thought I'd thaw that and I'd put pop that into the oven. So I, I pulled that out of the, the freezer about three or four days ago, and it went into the oven last night at twelve, about about midnight. And Tem- it's just temperature. Been, oh well, I gave it full whack for about thirty minutes. So I just rubbed it with kind of ground up fennel seeds, a little bit of um, dried chili flakes, and some sea salt, and then nice. popped it onto a big bed of kind of chopped up veg in a big heavy pan and gave it full whack for about 30 minutes and so it's I don't know I forgot it was daylight savings as well so I guess it's probably been there for well, I, t- I turned it down it's the pork to, that uh, time for God yes yeah, no, uh, so I guess it's, it's been on 100 degrees 100. for about 13 hours so if you touch it at the moment I just keep topping it up with this um, with this Wickham Road Chardonnay, just to kind of keep a little bit of moisture in the in the base of the pan. Oh, I can, I can almost sense the mantra, Matt. It's like it's amazing, it, but you, you know, no, it let me wobbles. let me finish. It's like a little bit for you and a little bit for me. Now yeah, a little yeah, bit more right, for you. For yeah, a little bit more for me. Now one of the things that you notice is that you've um, modern ovens. Uh, yeah. The fact that when you think about the old school ovens, I think the lowest a lot of those could go was around about one fifty. So yeah, this is one I of the things that show well, that. Mine says, well, oh. I'm looking at it now, and mine says, you know, its top temperature is 250, and its lowest is 50. So I, wow. I've never kind of yeah, yeah. had it down there, but you know, like I just think there's something really nice about slow roasting something overnight, and you wake up in the morning, and the house smells like, in in our case, kind of like you know, slow roast pork, fennel seeds, and all those vegetables that were sort of sitting underneath it, mm. and and wine. It's a good smell. It is a good smell. So long, yeah. So long as you're a dedicated carnivore, I think there's probably a lot of people <laughs> exactly who go. Right, exactly you know right. what? That's yeah, kind of anathema. <laughs> but um, sorry about that, folks. You just have to go along with us uh, yeah, I'm uh, with I'm that. Sorry to all for the, today. Well, for those that uh, just to give you a sort of a, another thing that maybe is uh, equivalent, and they actually say that when you uh, sell your house is to buy a bread maker and uh, the sound of <laughs> the smell of of, uh, of bread going. So, how many people are joining you for lunch? So five, we'd normally be six, but uh, my mum's in, in hospital this year and she'd normally be hosting this lunch, so oh, we really? want to send a big shout out to mum and yes. we've been to visit her this morning and took her some um, Baker de Chirico hot cross buns in hospital because they're not, they're not that nice in hospital, the, uh, the old hot cross buns. They're, no. they're you know, sort of like uh, little bricks. But, yeah, they, sh- um, they should be coming out of that oven at around about 100 degrees. That's right. So yes. anyway, we're down to five this year. But What's um, your mum's name? 
Maggie. Maggie. Um, well, yep. Look, a, a very, very um, happy Easter Sunday to you. It's a good thing you've got a son and family that have come to see you and uh, speedy recovery and uh, may you be around and come back for the next one would be yes, the, the thing that we we're wish. Doing e- we're doing Easter 2.0 as soon as she's yeah, out. Nice. So, uh, oh, what a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. So we get more. I don't think we get more chocolate and probably more pork. So that'll be a good thing. Yes, and and and, and, thing. and more wine too, which is good. And yeah. actually, maybe that's a, that's a nice thing to uh, reflect on for uh, for those that because uh, Easter is, let's face it, the thing that binds us all together is is the family, and yep. uh, and for those the, the the loved ones that aren't there, maybe we uh, we lift a glass to them. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of made me really conscious of that this Easter mm, and the fact yeah. that there are a lot of people who are who can't who can't be with their families and so yeah, absolutely we're raising a glass to them today. So but you know, talking about you were saying before about meaty meaty Easters and yes. you know, if you are a carnival, we've got things in the oven too in the top oven for uh for the vegetarians. I've got this you were talking about gratins before and I've got a potato and fennel gratin that's in there at the moment. Potato and, and uh, fennel. Just, yeah, fennel seed, or potato and fennel, the bulb vegetable or the seeds. Yeah. So what I did was I just basically I took the bulbs and I chopped the tops off and just trimmed up the bottom, took the outer leaf off, and then basically making sure I didn't separate it from its from its root at the bottom. I just sort of cut it probably into halves and then into sort of thirds. Yeah, got it. And then. I, I sort of um, sautéed those in the pan just to soften them up and get a nice little bit of caramelisation. Uh-huh. Yeah, in. lovely, lovely. Got some Desiree potatoes, peeled those, sliced them quite finely, and then uh, about 500, 500 mils of cream, some yeah. nutmeg, some salt, some pepper, yes. and just brought that up to a simmer. Yes. And then just kind of poured that over the top of a potato and the fennel, mixed it together, and then popped it into a shallow baking dish. Mm. And then... Um, a little bit of Gruyere cheese and some parmesan. Oh, yeah, you're going to say Gruyere. Well, have, you been, have you been hanging out with Herman Schneider or something? Yeah, yeah. Because no, I, I, I learned that I I've... Love, yes. I love Gruyere cheese. I Like, seriously, I have all my... You know, it, I love soft and smelly cheeses, but Gruyere cheese is something about oh, it. Oh, my God. You, know? you just brought back memories from, I don't know, how many decades ago. Because I... For... Uh, not one of my sins, but... It, Pleasure and pain, I suppose, working with Herman Schneider because he's one of those chefs that might have got really angry with people, shall we say. But he also cooked like a god. And that was the first time that I saw that fennel could be valid. And he did exactly that. It's all about cutting it, keeping that root bulb bit so that it keeps together, browning, a little bit of stock, cream, and Gruyere cheese. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds fantastic. That sounds almost a bit fondue-like. This is... um, This is probably going to end up a little bit that way, but rather than dunking stuff in, you've already got fennel and potato in there. So, and I lined the tin with duck fat. So, um, you Sorry. know, I just, <laughs> because just... I didn't think it would be enough of a heart attack in a plate as yes. in a dish as it was. So, and anyway, could you maybe it, put some fennel seed on top of it too? To just you could, you maybe, could. Maybe, if maybe. I hadn't used all of them in with the pork, yeah, I probably oh, yeah. could have. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. When too much fennel is barely enough. And all right, then we may as well just complete the whole thing of the uh, Matt's family, uh, barring Maggie, and what's in the glass. Oh, so or what will be in the glass? So we're drinking Chardonnay. Like you know, I we had I caught up with you the other day, and I had this little conversation. We. I got this email because obviously last time I spoke to you guys, I was overseas and did a lot of stuff. Anybody who's listening who's moved overseas before, you kind of pack your life up and you put it into storage and you forget about it and mm. then you move away and eventually you come back. And if you 
if you're kind of organised and, and diligent, like unlike me, <laughs> yes. you unpack it and, and you kind of go about, you know, bringing it back into your life again. Well, I didn't. And so, you know, I've got a storage unit still full of stuff. And, um, uh, you know, someone emailed me a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, did you know you've got all this wine that you you know, you forgot about that you put into storage before you went overseas. And this I, is the honest, sort of stuff we just doesn't happen to most mortal people, unfortunately. Yeah, can I say, like, Cam, you know, remember all that buy. wine? Yes. Uh, what? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever buying tickets in the $20 million lotto drawer and stuff, and I, I'm never the guy. I'll never be that guy that, you know, yes. has got that, that missing ticket somewhere in Brunswick. Yes. You know, wherever it is. Did they find that person? Don't know. Don't know. So, Still missing, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. But what did anyway, you get? What, what lottery me. did so, you win? So in my email, he goes, oh, so here's... I, 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 at first I thought it was a joke, and then I sort of wrote back and said, oh, look, yeah, that's great, thanks. Can you just send me an inventory of what's there? Because, you know, I didn't actually know, but I just sort of bluffed and said, you know, yeah, I think I know what's there. Just send me the inventory. So yeah, a few, few green bags. It's like a greatest hits of things that uh, fortunately I still like now, sort of 20 years later. And uh, they've been in storage for 16 years, I think, 17 and, years. And this and, is proper um, storage we're talking about. It's not sort of like just left no, in a, in a uh, no, galvanised no, iron shed or something. No, proper temperature-controlled storage. So a lot of the stuff that I bought when I first started in wine, so um, that was, you know, 95, 96 was when I sort of started buying wine. And, you know, good, my, my mentor, a guy called... <laughs> A guy called Philip Rich, who you know well. Oh, oh that guy, yes. yes. Philip, <laughs> so Philip under the, the tutelage of Philip, yes. I know. So Philip, Philip sold me a lot of stuff when I was kind of um, just starting out, and all of that's still there. So there's these amazing old Chablis and some really good stuff from Bordeaux and the Rhone, and as well as you know, great Australian things as well. So I, I had every intention of getting out there this week, and I didn't. And uh, so instead. <laughs> Instead, I've got um, I've got a magnum at home of broken wood graveyard vineyard Shiraz from the Hunter, and that's from two thousand. Okay, yeah. so that'll be pretty good, I reckon. Uh, it's had I, you know I can't remember tasting it. I probably tasted it when I bought it, but that was a long, long time ago. And then um, yeah, I've also got and I, I guess another friend of the show, um, Jane Eyre, who was. Oh, yeah. It worked with me at Prince Wine Store back in the day when we set it up in St Kilda, and yes. she was the assistant manager and went on to become the manager. But Jane was always busy forging her oh, career Jane, as a winemaker, yes. both both in Australia and in where's, France. Where's and Jane now? She's in France. She lives in in Burgundy, and you know she's rapidly made a a name for herself as you know one of the most talented young winemakers there. And so her label is just simply called Jane Eyre. She makes. You know, a wine with Bill Downey here out of Gippsland and, and also with Barney Flanders at Garage East. So I've got there wow. a wine that they made on the table today, which is Garage East and Jane Eyre, and it's Macon Delage. So it's Chardonnay they made together in Burgundy. So, um, Hang about. Yeah. Can you just have... I just want to play a sound for you. There you go. That's me just throwing down my pen... Matt was sh- Matt was shaking his fist at you just before. I, I think it's been. I, I'm not sure. I think maybe once or twice in my life I've drunk a wine from a, a vintage from the 90s. Yeah, just yes, not a, not a common thing at all. Oh, oh well, I'll grab something from this cellar that I didn't know I had, and I'll bring it in, and we can we can drink it on air. How about that? Sure, sold. Had to to placate. Well, I was going to say the uh, what was the, the bull's blood sangre del toro. 
Uh, which, yeah, it's a delicious wine. Well, it is a delicious I remember that uh, when we lived across the road, Matt's giving me the wind-up, so we will have to go, but I do remember when we lived across the road from the Prince Wine Store, we used to drink so many quantities of that that we had a, a bowl above the fridge that every time we had the <laughs> Sangre del Toro, we'd pull off the plastic bull and put That's it right. in there. And we had a paddock of... Um, Oh, I don't know. There's probably about 70 or 80 of them in there. It was a, it was a, a lot of bull in there, but there's no bull from you, my friend, Matt. Uh, well, I remember going to... List, uh, one last quick story. I remember going to actually visit Torres in Spain and um, when I was living over there and went across to one of the vineyards and, you know, had lunch with Miguel Torres and, you know, he he sort of left lunch and he got into this sort of chauffeur-driven Mercedes and it was like one of the nicest cars you've ever seen. And yeah. uh, we're all like, wow, that's impressive. And he looked at it and he sort of went, sangre de toro, and hopped in and then took <laughs> off. <And> so, <laughs> yeah. All those plastic bulls paid for that chauffeur-driven yeah. Mercedes. I wow, think. Well, 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 we certainly helped. Well, listen, mate, um, have a fabulous lunch um, and yeah, a, a happy Easter. Great to hear your voice and lovely to hear you in the... Uh, in the same time district, uh, rather than yeah. you know as it was years ago, and do come on in, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll have a chat. We'll shoot the breeze while we drink some of your good wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd love to. And just a quick message, just with my RSA hat on. If you are jumping in a car today anywhere and you're having a glass of wine, do the right thing and look after each other out there. Bang! Look at you. God, you have grown up. No, <laughs> you know. This time of year, absolutely. Actually, it's very true. It is very true because uh, yep. one of the terrible things that uh, the news people seem to fixate on is, uh, yes, it's been a great Easter and how many people have died on the roads. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I know, always at this time of year too. So, And there was a reason for it. that. All right, take it take easy. It Lovely to speak to you guys. Clockwise. Speak <laughs> Happy soon. Happy Easter. See you, mate. Wow, mm. Matt Skinner. Um, just with the lazy magnum. He also of, said, uh, I think he didn't mention, graveyard. he found there was a magnum of Krug in there too, I think. These are problems I really would like to have. Yeah. What's in this box? Oh, yeah, what's in there? Yeah. What's that? You forget what's that in your mouth. It's like, wow, what am I going to put in my glass? Uh, 12.52. One, one thing you did say about Easter, um, you know, regardless of where you sit on the religious spectrum, yes. is uh, it's given us some good music. Oh, well, religion in general, I guess. Oh, yes, it has, and uh, and maybe some of the things that um, about religion can be questionable. There you go. That's me yes. being the yes. neutral, neutral voice, neutral voice. Uh, but um, yeah, you can do this, Matt. But one of the the things that uh, is good is that um, for the uh, the afflicted, those that uh, might be. Running away from uh, prejudice and mm. all that sort of thing, and one of the great things that religion can offer, mm. I think, is uh, something that starts with S. Mm. Sanctuary. Well, listen, I um, hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to this. Matt sort of nailed it in that uh, a sort of chatty, keep you company kind of show for Easter Sunday. Hmm. Uh, I hope your Easter Sunday is going great and uh, lovely to hear from Matt Skinner. Yes, you were fantastic, Matt. He sent us a text going, so is that all right? We went, <laughs> yeah, that's bloody marvellous. And uh, as he said, RSA, careful on the roads. Yes. Um, people. Well, just just going to briefly mention uh, it's April amnesty time here at Triple R. Years ago, we used to do a thing called dob in a non-subscriber. Oh, Remember that? Right. Yes, I do. But then we discovered that most people just dob themselves in, so we changed it to April amnesty. So if you have been listening to Triple R and you're not a subscriber... Go on. 
Now is a good time of year. Return to the fold, Just maybe. to redeem yourself and some prizes. Go to the website for more information. Redemption. Yes. Radio to, Redemption. Good weekend for Redemption. It is a rede- yes, and also uh, we should mention that uh, it is April the 1st, and some say that anybody that tries to float a f- April full story afternoon is the fool themselves. Yes. And, of course, the idea of a polo field on... Uh, Car park is uh, it wasn't wasn't a great April Fool thing. We've only had seven years to come up with another yeah, one. That's true. Uh, I give that about maybe a six. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Well, you were saying it was about the right size for polo field. Yeah, it is the right. I think size. you went and, you went and pasted out during the week. Yes. Um, Sesame dressing is on uh, Twitter, and you can find that on Eat It RRR is our Twitter handle. I whack it on Facebook too. You can follow us on that. Yes, indeed. And uh, I guess the final thing is to say that. Yeah, we hope you're having a really, really lovely Easter. And the great thing is that most people don't have to go to work tomorrow. Those that do, sorry to hear about that, but uh, hopefully your penalty rates will be significant. Yes. That are left. And uh, also let you know that uh, there's great stuff coming up this afternoon on the radio. You have been listening to Eater with Matt and Cam. We've seen a very well-dressed Dr. Pump wander in for the JVG Radio Method. In a white... Not Panama, but a very mm. wide-rimmed hat. Mm. Simone and Tanya, uh, Sunday lunch, coming up, 1 o'clock, which is now. now. We'll see you later. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Cam. See you next week. Bye. You have been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.